Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord. We thank you for the examples in Scripture in which you've painted a clear reflection of our natural self. Father, we just ask that as we read your words here this morning that you enlighten our understanding and, Lord, quicken each heart that we may see ourselves in these words. Father, I just ask that you continue to lead God and direct us. Lord, may this service bring honor and glory unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now I asked you last week, I gave you some homework, but I'm uh, not sure that I can trust all of you to be good students. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to read together chapter 9, 10, and 11. Okay, I want to go through that. I'm going to read through that so that we all hear it if we didn't get a chance to read it because it, it is important. And what I want you to think about as, as we go through this, I want, I want you to really think about how he's told us in the scriptures that he continued to harden Pharaoh's heart and the hearts of the Egyptians. And as bad as these plagues are, it wasn't enough to change their heart. What we must come to grips with when we all have people that we love or that we are fond of, that, that we wish and we pray for and, and that their eyes be opened, that they see and they turn from their wicked ways. The only way that takes place is by God doing a work and softening a man or woman's heart. God has to do a work in people's heart for them to turn and their eyes of understanding being opened where they can see what they truly are apart from Him. So as we go through these chapters, again, uh, bear with me because I'm going to read pretty much through them. I'm, I'm not going to stop, but I, and I didn't mean that disrespectfully when I said that y'all weren't good students. But I think it's important that together we read through this and we see these different plagues that was brought upon them. But again, the one thing I want you to remember and stay focused on is is what he's told us over and over and again up until this point that he hardened his heart. He hardened their heart. That without divine intervention in a person's heart, there's not going to be any change. Amen? So let's start in chapter 9. <clears throat> the fifth plague. <coughs> so if y'all excuse me, I woke up with allergies in my throat. Chapter 9, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, let, thy, let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will be on your cattle in the field and on the horses and on the donkeys, on the camels and on the donkeys. Oh, on the oxen and on the sheep, and very severe, a very severe pestilence. And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. There is a, there is a picture of election. 
Then the Lord appointed and set a time. Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. So the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Then Pharaoh sent, and indeed not even one of the livestock of the Israelites was dead. But the heart of Pharaoh became hard, and he did not let the people go. The sixth plague. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take for yourselves handfuls of ashes from a furnace, and let Moses scatter it toward the heavens in the side of Pharaoh. And it will become fine dust in all the land of Egypt, and it will cause boils that break out in sores on man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt. Then they took ashes from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses scattered them toward heaven. And they caused boils that break out in sores on man and beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians and all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. The seventh plague. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For at this time I will send my plagues to your very heart, and on your servants and on your people, that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. Now if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from the earth. But indeed for this purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you and that my name be declared in all the earth. There was a reason, wasn't it? I like that. The, uh, verse 17, As yet you exalt yourself against my people and that you will not let them go. Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause very heavy hail to rain down such as has not been in Egypt since its founding until now. Therefore send now and gather your livestock and all that you have in the field for the hail shall come down on every man, every animal which is found in the field and is not brought home and they shall die. He who feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his, ser made his servants and his livestock flee to the houses. But he who did not regard the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt. O man, O beast, O on man, O beast, and on every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched out his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire darted to the ground. And the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with hail, so very, so very heavy that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail struck every herb on the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. And Pharaoh sent and called Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous and my people and I are wicked. Entreat the Lord and there may be no more mighty thundering of hell for it is enough. I will let you go and you shall stay no longer. 
So Moses said to him, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will be no more hail, that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you will not yet fear the Lord God. Now the flax of the barley were struck, for the barley was in, in its head, and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for, there are late cro- for they are late crops. So Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord. Then the thunder and hail ceased, and the rain was not, uh, was not poured on the earth. And then, and when Pharaoh saw the rain, the hail, and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet more, and he hardened his heart, he and his servants. So the heart of Pharaoh was hard. Neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Now, let me pause here for a minute. The mighty things... The, the mighty things of nature that has been poured out on Pharaoh and his people. And he gives God lip service, but, he, but, but his heart didn't change. He's just trying to make all the ailments stop. He's not really bowing in a, to God's authority, is he? So therefore... He just keeps heaping up judgment. He just keeps heaping up judgment. But notice here how God protected His people from, 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 from these plagues that He's poured out on them. It, what did it say? Not one of His animals died of the children of Israel. But it struck all the others. And then in our weak faith, we, 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 we respond in circumstances and, and we act like God doesn't have the power to protect us, don't we? It's our, it's our natural, it's from the fall. Alright, the eighth plague. Chapter 10. Now the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine before him. And that you may tell in the hearing of your son and your son's son the mighty things that I have done in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that you may know that I am Lord. Well, I'm already believed. After the first plague, I would have been. I think I would have been a believer, don't you? But but God is going to put an exclamation point where there is no doubt who's in control when He gets done with this. So Moses and Aaron came in in verse three to Pharaoh and said to him, "Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews." I bet you when after about the second time of them coming in saying that God said, can you imagine His face? He says, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. Or else, if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. And they shall cover the face of the earth so that no one will be able to see the earth. 
and they shall eat the residue of what is left, which remains to you from the hail, and they shall eat every tree which grows up from you out of the field. They shall fill your houses, the houses of all your servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither your fathers nor your fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth to this day. And he, he turned and went out from Pharaoh. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't stand locusts. They are the, one of the most annoying things that God ever created, aren't they? Think about it. You ever get one fly close to you where you're sitting or something outside? The, 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 the noise that they make and they eat your plants. Now, he's not just sending a few. He's sending the whole, everything's going to be covered. Covered with them. Verse 7, Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed? Now, now we got some of his, his, his folks starting to plea with him. They're saying, how long are you going to stay on this power trip, Pharaoh? Can you not just see that we, we're about destroyed? Doesn't matter because of what God's done to his heart. Verse 8, so Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh and he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God, who are the ones that uh, who are the ones that are going? And Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and daughters, with our flocks and our herds, we will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Then he said to them, The Lord had better be with you when I let you and your little ones go. Beware for evil is ahead of you. Hmm. Not so. Go now, you who are men and serve the Lord for that is what you desired and <clears throat> and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence then the Lord said to Moses stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locust that they may come upon the land of Egypt eat every herb of the land all that the hell has left so Moses stretched out his rod over the land of Egypt and the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night when, when it was morning, the east wind brought locusts. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested on all the territory of Egypt. They were very severe. Previously, there had been no such locusts as they know, nor shall there ever be such after them. For they covered the face of the whole earth, so that the land was darkened and that they ate every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. So there remained nothing green on the trees or on the plants of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. Can you imagine the sight? Can you imagine the sight? Now you think about a hailstorm, and when a hailstorm gets, gets done, it's knocked some things off and some things didn't, didn't get knocked off. So, fruit of the trees, the the, the grain fields, uh, there, there was a few things left. But now that these locusts have come and, and, he, and been poured out over the land of Egypt, there's nothing. Not a leaf. 
wiped out, barren. Where was I? Of which chapter? <laughs> I did that last week. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and said to Aaron, said uh, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste and said, "I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you." You think? Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once, and entreat your, the Lord your God that he may take away from me this, de uh, this death only. So he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord turned a very strong west wind, which took the locust away and blew them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the children of Israel go. Now, how many times has Pharaoh seen Moses go and pray and submit himself to God and submit to God's authority and get relief? So he knows what he's got to do because he asked Moses to go do it. But again, there's not been a heart change. There's not been a true working of, of, of the heart that, that softened the heart in, in order for him to humble himself and surrender to God. Therefore, there's been no real change. We, we can give it all the lip service we want to. We can sit in nine million Sunday school classes. We can sing 10,000 hymns. We can do all of those things, but unless there's been a work taking place in our heart, to humble us and, and bring us to the point of true surrender, there is no change. There's no saving grace. It doesn't, it doesn't matter all the other things you do, all the other things you partake in. You can give $9 million to the church. None of, none of that matters. What matters is in here. And this is a perfect example of what happens to someone who, who doesn't have a heart change. Verse 21. The ninth plague. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. Darkness which may even, may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Ah. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Let your little ones also go with you. But Moses said, You must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock also shall go with us, not a hoof shall be left behind. For we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God, and even we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get out from me, take heed yourself, and see my face no more. For in the day that you see my face, you shall die. Now he's mad, isn't he? So Moses said, You have spoken well. I will never see your face again. Verse, uh, chapter 11, 
death of the firstborn. And the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out all here altogether. Now, remember how God has, through all these plagues, he has protected his people. Okay? Now we're fixing to see a picture of the Lord. Okay? He's fixing to paint us a picture. Not only are they going to be protected and let go and driven out, but, but they're going to reap some reward with it. Okay? Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Now how in the world could that take place? After all that has taken place, don't you know that, that they hated to see an Israelite coming? Don't you know that they, they loathed to see an Israelite? Because they attributed all that had taken place to the Israelites. Doesn't that same thing happen to us? There's people that you come in contact with. There's people that, that, that you have contact with that they don't even know why they don't like you. But they don't like you. Well, honey, it's not you. It's who lives inside you. It's God that, that, that they hate that they're mad at. Verse 3, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall be like it again. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue, against man or beast that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and the Israelites. That same difference that he makes between the Egyptian and the Israelites, he makes for us. But he goes so far as to say, not even a dog, not even a beast that's walking around will move its tongue in a negative fashion toward the Israelite. Verse 8, And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out all the people who and all the people who follow you. After that I will go out. Then he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. But the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not heed you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all the wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the children of Israel go out of his land. Now, I want to stop there, and I want to pick up in verse 12 next week. I mean, chapter 12 next week. But, but I thought it important that we, we be reminded, in case that, that you hadn't had a chance to go through that this week, it wasn't just one little thing plague that came on the Egyptians. It wasn't one, just one thing that was shown to Pharaoh that, that 
the mighty power and authority of God. It was multiple ones. And the key in all of that, that it was that his heart was hardened. And he continued to harden his heart. And, and we must understand that it doesn't matter how, how, much, how much that we beg and try to get people to see and try to convince people of, of the things of God or, or His works or His saving grace or His... It, unless there is a heart transformation, unless there is a divine working in their heart that opens their eyes of understanding and their ears to hear the things of Him, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yes, we're still responsible to preach the gospel and spread the gospel and live a godly testimony without a shadow of a doubt. But you and I cannot do one thing to get somebody saved. Now, I, I, a lot of people disagree with me on that. But I'm here to tell you it ain't so. You and I can't do one iota of a thing to get somebody saved and open their eyes to see the things of God. It's Him. And only Him. Mercy. Grace poured out. And just like He protected his, the Israelites then in the midst of all these horrible plagues and all the, the judgment that he was pouring out on the Egyptians, he will protect his people today. He will provide provision for his people today. We have to just be responsible and obedient to the things that he's taught us and shown us, to, to his word, And he will see us through. Doesn't mean it won't be that it's going to be comfortable at all. Doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. We need it to be hard sometimes. We need to be shaken. I do. But just like the Israelites that, that saw his protection. He, he, he was doing it for them too. It wasn't just for the Egyptians. Can you imagine the, the, the sermons that was going on in the Israelites' camp? And we know how weak their faith was. We know how many times they turned and walked away and then came back. And they're no different than we are. They're no different than we are. But He will see His people through. Next week, we'll pick up in chapter 12. 6 o'clock this evening, down at New Beginnings. Uh, please, uh, if, if you would like to join us, come and worship together and fellowship together afterwards. Finger foods afterwards uh, is, is what the plan is. And and uh, we'll just have a good community fellowship and have fun. Continue to pray for our those on our prayer list. Um, we uh, 
there's there's work being done in people's hearts. There there is absolutely still work being done in people's hearts to soften their hearts, and uh, that work will continue on till He calls us home. So, I know sometimes we get weary and we think, well, what what, what what's the point? But hold your head high, stay strong in your faith, because we we absolutely, if you're a child of God, will come out a victor in the end. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your examples in Scripture. Lord, we are just like these Israelites. Weak in faith. We ask that you would continue to give us courage and strength to be what you called us to be. To be that light in the world, to be that shining example of Jesus. Father, we fail you time and time again. We ask for your repentance, for our repentance. We, we plead repentance, Father. We ask that you would just continue to pour your mercy out on us. That we might just have just that small measure to keep walking the walk. We thank you. We praise you. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over this church and all those who are associated with it and ask that you would continue to guide and direct us, lead us, that we may be an example of you. In Jesus' name, amen.